Hey, hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 112 and session number 29 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. And you can submit a question by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And you guys know, if you guys have been listeners of the show, you guys know that I love, 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 love answering these questions. I love doing periscopes now that I'm doing on pretty much a regular basis. I'm doing those and interacting with listeners and just people in general that are excited about this whole process and this whole business model. So I really, really do get a kick out of doing this and I love it. I enjoy it. So thank you for submitting your questions. And that's what today's episode is going to be is the Ask Scott session, right? So what we're going to do before we jump in, I wanted to go ahead and I wanted to recognize someone in the TAS Facebook community. And I try to do more of this because I think it's important for you to know that if you're not following inside of the Facebook community or not a part of that community, you really should be because it really does help to motivate and inspire each other. It's like when you're trying to work out or get in shape, you want to surround yourself with people that have similar eating habits, right? You don't want to be surrounded with, you know, the downers, right? Or people that are just like, ah, don't worry about it. You can go ahead and eat that. One isn't going to kill you. And then the next day, the same thing, the same thing. You want to surround yourself with like-minded people. It's going to make your chances of succeeding a lot, a lot greater. Okay. So let me just go ahead and recognize someone that is in our community and uh, just give a little bit of a shout out. So Yazar Mack, he is someone that I wanted to point out right here and say, Congratulations, awesome job on taking action. So here is what Yazar said. Okay, after having launched roughly three weeks ago, would love to share my sales for today. Follow the steps and take action. He's got a screenshot right here from one day, 33 units ordered, $914.99 in sales, and it looks like $28.59 was the average sales order order. So awesome. The day before I'm looking at his numbers from the chart that he, that he uh, submitted here from seller central. And you can see that the same day last week was 13 units. The day before yesterday, the yesterday before these numbers was 15 units. And today was a 33 unit day. So you can see it's up and down, but you're starting to see that days are going to be better than others or certain days are going to be better than others. That's pretty much this business. All right. But it's awesome. It's, this is great to be able to share this and then have a whole bunch of people come in and like it, comment on it and just start interacting with each other. So you can see here too, you can't see, I'm explaining. <laughs> I can see, uh, through this post, um, that he also commented because someone said, great, are all of those organic sales? And he says, yes, they are all organic. Initially I gave away around 60 units to start off with. So those are from the past. This is from after the launch. And this is kind of where he's starting to, to get some momentum. So awesome job. Yazar. I really appreciate you putting yourself out there and letting people see what you've done and then also being an inspiration and also sharing what you did and answering those questions. This is really what community can do for anyone in anything that they're interested in to help them move forward. So if you guys are not part of the Facebook group, I would encourage you to head over and become part of that community of over 14,000 TASers over there now, which is awesome. All right. So I'm just so excited about that. All right. So let's go ahead now and let's dive into today's Ask Scott session. Let's listen to the first question and I'll give you my answer. Scott, Scott, Scott. Oh, man. Uh, if only I'd found your podcast like six months ago. Can't imagine where I'd be now. 
Um, well, first off, just want to say thank you. My name is Zane, um, and I have been I actually just binged what ninety nine episodes in the last three weeks. Uh, I guess it's a little bit more than ninety nine episodes now, considering that you did a couple bonus ones. And so, yeah, great, great content. Uh, sorry, this isn't supposed to be a review. I do have a question for you, but I just did want to share some love and uh, and appreciation for uh, for the work that you're doing. I have actually started to reach out to suppliers uh, in China through Alibaba. I've ordered products through AliExpress and have them shipped over here through uh, DHL or EMS. I'm actually testing out a couple different products just to get my feet wet and just just taking action like uh, like you say to do. So my, my question is actually regarding, I guess, the tariffs or the customs fees when coming in. I know you had a pretty big mistake. Uh, you said it was like a thousand dollar mistake uh, when your supplier kind of labeled things wrong. Uh, I'm just wondering, I mean, nothing that I'm ordering is going to be even close to 2,500 right now. And I saw on DHL's website that if you have under 2,500, something like what you said, if it's under 2,500, then it says there they either charge zero or 250. I saw that in one place. And then somewhere else online, I saw that there's like a 4% or an 8% tariff charge. So I, I'm just curious if any of these purchases that I've made so far, if they're going to be charged and if I should be factoring in any kind of tariffs and whatever you, you may know about that or for any of even the samples that we've ordered, how that all works. So again, really appreciate the work that you're doing. Sorry for the long message or question. And uh, yeah, garlic press on. Thanks. Zane, 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 Zane. <laughs> I love it how you started that, by the way. That was awesome. But I mean, right now, I mean, everyone listening, like, how can that not motivate you, like myself, to continue to do this? And remember, when I started this podcast, I didn't know if I was going to have crickets listening or if I was going to have 10 people listening or I was going to have thousands. I didn't know. And I really didn't know if I wanted that responsibility. But now when you receive questions and you receive people saying how much you've helped them, man, I'll tell you what, that's the ultimate, ultimate uh, payment that anyone can give someone is just knowing that they're impacting people and they're they're allowing them to move forward through you just putting yourself out there. So if that makes sense, I mean, it just, it feels really good. So Zane, thank you so much for, for saying those kind words and everything. It does motivate me and it, it reminds me of why I'm doing this. So thank you. All right. So let's answer your question real quick. Okay. And it's, again, I get this question a lot about customs and, and all of that stuff. And it's, it's really hard to tell you exactly because certain products are going to be taxed differently and all of those things. Right. But in the beginning, when you're doing like a sample, you won't really see how much it's going to cost because it goes through different processing, maybe a different mail service. Um, so you don't really have to even deal with that as well, because you're just paying for like PayPal. They're going to ship it to you. DHL, they're going to handle everything. And if it's under a hundred bucks, as far as customs, they're just going to bill you the customs fee. But a lot of times on that, that low of an item, you, you won't even see that. But again, I, I can't say for sure, but that's pretty much from my experience and, and other people tell me as well. So the sample thing really isn't a big deal, but when you do go and start you know, having bigger orders shipped, which you said you probably won't even have bigger orders shipped at the moment anyway, but you're kind of preparing for that. The way that I've done it up to this point is I've just relied on DHL to really handle that stuff for me and have my supplier, <laughs> because of that mistake I made, right, or that they made, cost me a thousand bucks, right? Uh, so because of that, I've learned, but also just being very clear with my supplier to label the, the, uh, you know, the product or the shipment 
appropriately, you know, and you have to know your code and you can go right to, I believe it's DHL and I'll try to link up something here in the show notes that will allow you to see different customs or or custom fees as far as percentages for different uh, products um, or style of products. If it's medical, it's going to be different than it's going to be if you're shipping in, let's say, and I'm again, I'm just throwing some a garlic press, right? So it's going to be different because there's different liabilities. I mean, things like um, wood, like people that are shipping bamboo, you got to have like certain permits and all of this other stuff. So you, you really, in the beginning too, when you're looking at products, you want things that you know are not really risky or they have a high liability or any of that stuff, but you really do have to check into that. And um, you can literally call DHL and ask them like, you know, like I have this product, what does it fall under? And then they'll be able to help you with that. You also want to ask your supplier, you have probably shipped these in the past to the United States. How much or not how much, what is the code that I'll need to use for DHL or my shipper, you know, and then they'll give you that code. And then when you have that code, you can almost, uh, you can't almost, you will contact DHL, their customs department, tell them the code and they can pretty much tell you approximately what the customs will be, but they'll never give you an exact. Um, I'll tell you that right now. They will not give you the exact because they don't know it can change. If it comes through, like I said, if it comes through with an order that's under 2,500 bucks, it's going to go through a different process. If it goes over 2,500 bucks, it's going to go through more thorough uh, of a, uh, you know, of a inspection type stuff. So then it, that increases your, your uh, percentage. So there's really not an exact, uh, you know, answer to that. But what I would say is always build in a little bit of cushion when you're looking at your, you know, your rock bottom, like how much is it going to cost me to get this to my door? Figure in a little bit extra for that. And you'll be able to kind of get an idea once you start shipping like an order in and you'll kind of see what it was from the past and then you can kind of gauge it off of that. But that's really the only bit of advice I can give you from my experience. So I hope that's helped. Again, Zane, thank you so much for the kind words. I appreciate it. And hey, I'm sorry that I uh, I made you binge on something. Whenever you hear binging, you hear you think of something bad, but I know you were kidding, but I think it's funny because I get a lot of people that say, Scott, I binged on you for like three weeks and man, that is a lot of Scott. I got I to gotta say, that is a lot of Scott. I don't know if I can handle that much of me. Um, anyway, I'm glad that it's helped you and uh, keep it up. And like you said, take action, right? Take action. Good things will happen. And uh, yeah, garlic press on, baby. So let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, this is Todd. I have more of a statement than a question. I am just getting started on the white label products on Amazon, but I had some leftover bed sets that I was selling on eBay and decided to get started with the Amazon stuff and sent 10 of them into Amazon. And it was received at one of their warehouses. And seven days later, it still had not been received in the inventory. So I contacted support and they informed me that my products were lost and they paid me the full listed price that I had it listed for on Amazon minus the FBA fees and everything else. So I'm just wondering how common this kind of thing is. I doubt it's very common if you've ever had this happen or if others have ever had it happen, but it's really nice to know that Amazon backs up their sellers in this way if they mess something up like that. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. It's been awesome getting me into Amazon. I'm just getting samples for my first white label product and look forward to getting that going here in the next month. So really appreciate the podcast and keep up the great work. Thank you.
Hey, Todd, thank you so much for the info. Uh, and I think that uh, people should hear this too, because you're right. And I've heard this happen before. This is not technically happened to me, but I have heard other people that it's happened to. And you're, you're exactly right. Uh, Amazon's pretty good about that. If they lose a shipment or misplace it or damage it, they will pay for the item what you were going to sell it for, minus the FBA fees, of course. So you shipped in 10 packages, I think you said sheet sets or pillowcases or whatever it was, right? And because of that, you didn't even have to sell them. They just bought them. So it was like you just handed them into Amazon and they paid you for them in a sense, right? So that was the easiest 10 sales you probably ever will make. But you're, you're absolutely right. They will take care of that. And uh, I think people should be aware of that, that Amazon, you know, a lot of times they get a bad rap too on certain things. And you know what? Sometimes, rightfully so. I mean, sometimes you got to go through the hoops, especially like you're talking about like hijackers and stuff like that's like an area right now that still has to be tweaked. It really needs to be tweaked. And I think it will, it's going to be harder for that to happen. And I think it's going to be easier to process those, but you're right. You know, they are pretty good about taking care of their sellers. Cause let's face it when uh, they're taking care of us, we're supplying them with more product into their catalogs. And once we do that, you know, they're going to get more business. So they want to make us happy. And every time that I've ever really talked on the phone with a customer support rep or, you know, a seller rep, They've always been really, really good. So, you know, now it's different if you're if you're going through the online chat, a lot of times that'll go to another country with someone that's just kind of answering the generic stuff. That's why I've always said hop on the phone and ask questions with a rep there and you'll usually get someone in the States. And that's really going to help you because you're going to be able to talk to a, a real person. Uh, so, but anyway, thanks for uh, making us aware of that. And I wanted to share this because some people have never had that happen. But if you do have an item or items that you've shipped in and they're taking a really long time to become available in your stock, definitely reach out to them. Ask them where it is. They'll be able to trace it. They'll be able to track it. And if they can't, they'll go ahead and they'll reimburse you. That's exactly what they'll do. So um, definitely don't be afraid to reach out to uh, seller support and uh, and have them uh, help you out. They are generally really, really good. So thanks so much again for uh, bringing this you know to the show because I wanted to share it because I think it's important for people to know, but also good luck to you in your white labeling as you call it. And some people will be like, well, what's that mean, white labeling? It's pretty much the same thing as private labeling. It's where you're taking something that's already made and you're putting your brand on it. So white label, private label, pretty much the same thing. You know, I mean, some people would say that white labeling could mean that you have to, you know, you have to only have it that certain way, but I've heard people call it both. So whatever you want to call it, private labeling is what we call it around here, but I get what you're saying. So good luck to you. Keep us posted. And I would love to hear how you're doing. So let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hello. I have a question. Um, actually, um, I'm 19 years old and um, currently I have a day job at um best buy and um i have a quick question i'm trying to get into the fba market but with 700 dollars, what should be my first step in investing you know um, i'm at a time where my resources are very limited and i don't know quite what to do first with a small amount of money hey deontay thanks so much for the question you're probably wondering how i knew your name when you didn't even give it to me well it's 
in the email that gets sent to me when you submit a question. So Deontay, thank you for the question. Uh, And I want to say congratulations on being 19 years old and thinking about being an entrepreneur or starting your own business. I mean, gosh, I, I remember when I was 19, I had ideas as a kid of being an entrepreneur. I really did. So I kind of can really relate to where you are, but man, oh man, there's a ton of opportunities for someone that does want to be an entrepreneur. And I think it's going to be more mainstream um, in the future. But again, I just wanted to recognize you and say congratulations on being 19 and having a pretty good head on your shoulders already to know that you want to uh, do something for yourself. You want to be your own, uh, you know, your own boss in a way. Now, it's a great question. I get a, I get a ton of questions that ask, you know, like, Scott, how much can I expect to make, you know, my first three months? You know, can I leave my job in three months? And uh, how, how much do I need to get started? Is there a set number? And I really wish that I could give you like exact numbers, like you need this, you need that. And if you do that, it's going to, you know, there's just so many different variables and there's different circumstances for everyone. But if I was starting brand new and I'm, I'm saying to myself now I'm starting brand new. I've got 700 bucks that I can start with. I've got a couple of different options. First off, I could either continually work at my job, which I should. Okay. So I'm going to work there to pay my normal bills. And I don't know, maybe you're 19 and you live home and you don't have a lot of bills. Well, then I'd be taking that extra money and I would be putting it away for my private label business. That's what I would personally be doing because I would want enough money to get started, to run promos and not be restricted. But we recently, we highlighted Chris Gaston who actually started with 500 bucks. He called it the TAS challenge, the $500 challenge. And uh, and he did that. He started with 500 bucks. He took $200 of that and he went and found a product on AliExpress. And then from there, he spent $300 on his pay-per-click. Now, One thing you will need is a seller's account. If you don't currently have a seller's account, it's going to cost you $39. I think it's $39.99 a month for that seller's account. You're going to need that. That's going to be an ongoing fee. You're going to need that to get started. I mean, you don't absolutely need it if you're only going to sell, I think it's under 100 products or 100 sales or something. I think it is. I don't know the exact... I apologize for not knowing that, but it's 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 not enough to be really an uh, you know for what we're doing. You know, we're we're expecting to get a minimum of ten sales a day, so that'd be three hundred uh, orders a month, and uh, we want to get even more than that. But you know, and if you're going to do a giveaway, you could give away a hundred units like right away, and then you know there goes your quota. Um, and I'm sure that someone's going to come in here and correct me, and that would be great. Go over to the blog and correct me um, in the comment section. But I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But that also allows you to use pay per click. Uh, it it allows you to use their marketing tools to see all of your data, all of that stuff. So you're going to need that. It's a business expense. You have to have that. Okay. Now I will point you to that post and that podcast episode that I did where I took Chris Gaston's post that he did in Facebook and I highlighted everything that he did word for word actually throughout that I linked to it and I'll actually leave a link in here in this particular show notes for that particular episode. So right now this episode is 112. So if you want to see the show notes, this will be the amazingseller.com forward slash 112. And then that'll give you all the links to this show, but it'll also give you the link to Chris Gaston's post that I did for a podcast episode. And it'll kind of give you the entire breakdown that he used. And that was 500 bucks. Okay. That's what he did. Now he took that 500 bucks. He was able to turn that over, basically selling out that 200 or the $200 worth of product. And then from there, use the pay-per-click. And then he was able to make enough money to buy more inventory and then just continually scale up from there. 
Okay, so that's one way to do it, okay? The other thing you can do, if you wanted to, is you could go ahead and say, okay, we're approaching fourth quarter, depending on when you're listening to this. If you're listening to this in February, we're past the fourth quarter, this wouldn't apply. But if I was right now, uh, you know, it's in October that this is being recorded, and this is where I am today, you know, I may think it's fourth quarter, retail arbitrage might be a good way for me to take that 700 and turn it into $2,000 because I can go out and buy a bunch of different miscellaneous hot items right now that I know are going to sell in the fourth quarter. I can go up there and turn my money over really, really quick. So that's another idea. So you got really like two choices there. You know, you've got one you can do as a private labeler. You can go in there and do it like a $500 type challenge thing like Chris Gaston did, or you can go ahead and do the retail ARB game and go out there and try to bank on the fourth quarter and try to unload uh, items through this really, really high traffic trafficked time. Did I even say that right? I don't even know how to say that. A lot of traffic in the fourth quarter. Uh, so that's pretty much what I would do. And again, I commend you on being only 19 years old and having that drive and, and having that vision that that's what you want to do because it isn't for everyone. This business and any business in, in general, if you're, if you're willing to take a business on your shoulders, there's a ton of benefits. There's a ton of upside, but there's also a lot that comes with it. And there's some downside to it. You know, there's ups and downs. Um, you know, there's, you, you might spend money and not make any money, you know, as, as far as a test. I mean, I don't know if you watch the, you know, the show, uh, you know, Shark Tank. I mean, there's people on there saying that they spent $300,000 to see if a product was going to sell. I mean, that's, a, that's absurd, right? I mean, you've got people out there mortgaging their homes or taking out a, a line of credit or, you know, getting investors on, on board with a product they haven't even really tested. You see it every single week, which is crazy. And here we are with an opportunity that we can literally start with as little as 500 bucks to test a market. I mean, to me, it's just so, it's so awesome to be able to have that opportunity. So anyway, I'm not going to keep uh, harping on this because I do get excited about it because it's a huge opportunity. But I wanted to say, again, you're doing a great thing here by thinking about your future and maybe possibly starting a business. So good luck to you. So uh, yeah, anyway, do what you feel is right in your heart and in your gut. What is it telling you to do? And just getting enough money to really get started. That's the key. All right, taking action. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to one more question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott. I found three products that I think I can build a brand around. They look good on Jungle Scout, but I sure would like to have an expert review them and get their opinion. However, I'm worried an expert would say, hey, that's a good product. You should do it. And then the expert would do it also. So where do I go to get some safe advice? Hey, John, thanks so much for the question. And again, how did I know your name? Well, it comes in an email. Would you guys do me a quick favor, though? If you guys are going to leave a question, tell me your name. This, it'll just make it a little bit more personal, right? We can we can kind of introduce each other, right? So, John, nice to meet you. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to answer your question. It's a question that I definitely have people asking me, and it's a concern for some. But I do think that Sometimes people get a little bit paranoid about, you know, letting people know on the outside, like I've had people that say like a supplier that they're thinking about, they're thinking, I don't know if I want to ask them because then they're going to know that I'm selling over here and then they're going to start doing it, which that could happen. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. That could happen, right? But 
If you sit there and worry about every little thing that someone's going to steal your product, you'll never get started, right? So I would rather see you get started and we'll worry about that stuff later. But that being said, yeah, you want to be cautious on who you trust. You don't want to just go out there and ask a random person that's already selling on Amazon. You almost want to look at it as someone that might not be selling on Amazon, but just do they think it's a good product? You know what I mean? Like, is it is it a product in that market? Like, maybe going to a Facebook group that is really like an avid user or someone that is in that market or people that are in that market, and then putting it out there to them and figuring out what is a good product, because that's what it comes down to, a product. And like you said, you've got like three products that you think would make a really nice little brand or a product line. Well, you got to you got to ask the market, you know what I mean? Rather than asking me or someone else saying, hey, what do the numbers look like? You know what the numbers need to be. We've already talked about the numbers. The numbers aren't going to lie, and they're going to tell you if there's enough demand in the market. That's like, to me, the number one thing. Is there demand, right? So if you're looking at the top 10 or 12 different listings, do they all generate at least 10 sales a day? Okay, that's your first thing. The second thing is, is it like really competitive as far as our, do all of them have over 600 or 800 reviews or thousands of reviews? You know, does it meet that criteria? You know, is it less than a pound if you're going for something or less than two pounds if you're trying to go for something that you can air deliver, you know, when you're getting started? Uh, you know, so these are the things that I would look at. Then I would look at the product. Is it a good product for this market? Are people complaining about it? I look through the reviews, see what I can fix. What are people complaining about, right? So I think rather than, because everyone wants this, everyone wants, tell me the product. Just give me the product. Give me the okay and I'll do it. And the reason why a lot of people want that too, and I'm not saying that you do in particular, John, but a lot of people want it so that way there, if it doesn't succeed, they have someone to point the finger at. You know, I mean, that's just, It's just human nature. We don't want to be the one that picked something and it didn't go for whatever reason. But I I believe if you look at the numbers, if you're looking at, I think you said you do use Jungle Scout. If you're looking at the numbers with a tool like Jungle Scout, right, the numbers are there, right? The numbers are there. And if you do the, the launch process, which we've outlined here many times on the podcast, which is really not that difficult. And if you guys are brand new and you have not you know, listen to that launch process. You can check that out at theamazingseller.com forward slash launch. And that's pretty much stayed the same. There's nothing different about that. We also talk about it on episode 100. I say we, it was Chris Schaefer, uh, myself, it was Danny Brewer, and it was Rich Kibble. We all talked about the launching and the launching moving forward. And uh, you can check that one out at episode 100. So that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 100. And again, just getting, you know, getting that product then launched properly and then putting a little bit of muscle behind it, you know, you really, it's, it's almost like a foolproof, you know, system in a sense. You just have to work at it, right? It's not always going to be overnight, but if you look at the numbers, the main thing is your research, your numbers, your demand of the product, all of that stuff. And then from there, picking one. Right. And my my good buddy, uh, Chris Schaefer always says, if you're undecided and there's two products that are very similar in numbers, take them. If you have a dog, go ahead and put, you know, two pieces of dog food down and see which one they pick up first. And one is A and one is B and pick one. I mean, it's that simple, right? I mean, you, you really, I know a lot of people are looking for someone to say, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, pick that one, right? I mean, that's what they want. No one's going to really do that for you at least that I know, um, I wouldn't personally do that. I've never told anyone to go with a specific product. If someone's asked me, 
okay, privately, then yeah, I might say that I like this one because of this, but I don't say that either one of them might be totally terrible unless I'm looking at the numbers and the numbers are terrible, right? So you get, you know what the numbers need to be. We've talked about it time and time again. And if you don't, you need to go back and, and, uh, and kind of listen to the, uh, you know, product discovery type stuff that we've done in the past. All right. So, all right, that's going to pretty much wrap up this episode, but that was a great set of questions today, guys. And I really enjoy answering them. As you guys know, uh, you know, if you guys have a, a question that you want answered and featured on the show, please send them in. I can't do this show unless I have questions from you guys, right? So head over to the amazing forward slash ask, leave a voicemail, leave your name and a short question, and I'll go ahead and I'll try to get it answered and featured on the show. It's my way of being able to literally almost sit around a table, a virtual table, and we can sit across from each other and we can ask questions. This is what I love about this particular podcast. I'm able to do that and I love it, right? The other thing I love doing is my live workshops where I actually teach the five phases that I used and now a bunch of other people use because I've walked through the different steps that I use uh, for launching my own products, but also what other people have done as well. And that is my live workshop. And if you want to come join me for that, or if you just want to hang around and listen to the live Q&A, a lot of people say they love the live Q&A because it's real, it's uh, interactive, it's your real questions coming in and giving out real answers to these questions or these stumbling blocks. And I do this on a workshop and you can attend by registering at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop and you can register for the upcoming one there. And once again, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. I'm putting my hands out. Let's go. Come on, say it with me. Take action. Have an awesome day and I'll see you in the next episode.